Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a D&D podcast. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And I'm Daniel Lee. I don't have a fun intro today. I'm just here with some words. Yep, yep. Words, words, words. I don't know what I said great. a few times. Yeah. That was great. Anyway. That should be the, the tagline of this show. Oh yeah, this will be the description. Words, yeah. words, just words. Just add that to the intro next time. Okay, cool, cool. Welcome back to One Shot at a Time. Words, words, words. I'm Daniel Locke. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it sounds kind of okay. I was saying it as a joke. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is a D&D podcast. We usually take a random prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. Uh, but today we're doing a little bit something special just because we just finished our first 12 episodes. So the first anime season of the year, I guess. Right? Oh. No, I was actually thinking about, I was like laying in bed and being like, you know, why do they call it a season who made, who decided that 12 episodes was a season and i was like thinking so hard about it and i was like but like because like a year has like 54 weeks and like 12 times four that doesn't add up to a year um but then i realized that it's three four, if it's four weeks per month and it's three months three months is one season so it's like 12 episodes is 12 weeks yeah 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 so it actually it's just how time works yeah it does work out properly yeah. right okay yeah. the math checks out for right. you well i mean and then there's also like you need breaks in between the seasons mm-hmm, exactly uh, so you can find other korean and chinese animation studios to outsource to yeah but that's not what we're here to talk about uh this week we decided to take a little break and do a little q a and recap of what we've made so far and possibly what we're going to do in the future so um first off since this is the first time we've recorded together for 12 episodes daniel how did you feel Wait, about doing a- i was trying to find a <laughs> I wasn't sure how to word it. I should have just said, how does it feel working on a podcast? Hi, I'm Daniel time? Lowe. Yeah, Dan. And I'm, this is my first time here. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, so honored to be on the podcast. Oh my gosh. But yeah, so like, what's it like doing a podcast? How'd you feel about it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I have a lot of thoughts in general about just what we've done so far. Sort of like. Spill your thoughts. Spill your truth, Daniel, I to the a, world. I'm going to spill my truth. So, uh. Hitler did nothing wrong. Whoa, hold on. Um, I, okay, <laughs> this might get cut. Uh, no, but um, yeah, like it's it's interesting sort of how freeform this show is in that uh, we're still kind of like figuring out what format. I know every single episode is basically the same thing where it's like, hey, there's going to be three obstacles and then it's going to resolve and then here's some stat blocks mm-hmm. and here's some traps. Um, we actually don't use traps. Yeah. Uh, I feel like most DMs don't use traps. Yeah, I, I personally don't like traps unless we're making a big dungeon, but right. I mean, we can dive into that a little bit later. Plus, they're gay. <laughs> okay. Um, Is that getting cut, too? Traps are gay. That's oh. Well, that's more like a meme. That's not really like actual oh. neo-Nazism. Right, right. Anyways, you should probably cut it now that <laughs> it was received so poorly. Yeah, but anyways, my the point I was trying to make was, um, yeah, it's just cool, like, uh, kind of feeling out what the sort of intention of the show is because mm-hmm. originally um and i feel like we've talked about this before but when daniel reached out to me all he sent me on discord was like hey what do you think about me doing a D podcast and i was like cringing so hard because i was <laughs> like oh man this guy has dm'd for his friends for two years and now he thinks that people want to listen to him and his friends play D." but then he was like no i'm gonna just kind of like do a show about designing one shots and like helping out beginners get into DMing. And I was like, that sounds like a super unique idea. Mm-hmm. And so in the beginning I was like, okay, so the podcast is going to be a lot about like, here's like some 
uh, like design choices that I make when I approach a similar um, one shot to this or like uh, here's some like DM tips or like uh, here's something that you can kind of use one to one like it's just out of the box all you need to do is like set up some monsters and you're like you're good to go with this kind of story outline that we've made mm-hmm. um, so <clears throat> I think that's kind of what lent itself to becoming a little formulaic for some episodes where mm-hmm. it was like okay so for this show, one of the objectives is we have to have something usable. There has to be like a certain level of completion to like what is actually going to be present in the one yeah. shot in terms of like mechanics, monsters, uh, NPCs, what have you. Traps. Yeah, traps. Um, yeah. So uh, we should. No, I'm not going to do this again. Okay. Um, so it's up to you. So. Um, Anyways, what I want to get to with that super long-winded explanation <laughs> is that uh, recently there have been a lot more episodes where it's kind of just like, okay, I'm really into designing this story, but like, uh, it's it's too difficult in the moment to kind of like get bogged down by being like, hmm, what would make this encounter cool and what w- sort of leads up to the encounter and kind of like, how do you encapsulate this boss fight or something uh, in order to make it like, mechanically consistent with dnd um and sometimes in certain episodes we're just like especially in the most recent season finale mm-hmm. love letter to our good friend richard yep we love were just you, like baby. yeah we were just like fuck it like someone else can do it even though nobody else can do it <laughs> because there's nobody else who would even use this content yeah um, but i mean it was it was still a lot of fun just kind of being like here is just a really wacky idea and it's not like it doesn't have any baggage with it right so we can just kind of like keep riffing on it and then end up with something like really, really out there, out in space. For sure. Yeah, very much out in space. And plus that particular episode was specifically for one person that we knew very well. Right. And right. like... Well, I don't know him that well, actually. Okay. It's actually kind of weird how unwell I know him. That's not <laughs> how you say that. Um, Considering how often we talk about him. But yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah we bring him up a lot. Right. Um, Richard, I guess I know him pretty well because I was in the same Maple Story Guild with him right, and that's, all that stuff. Yeah, that's where you make, like, your closest. That's like a blood bond. Honestly, true, though. Like, yep. that guild has been, like, with me through, like, some of the toughest times of my life. I'm not going to get into it. That's but... really true, actually. I was memeing, but, like, <laughs> like the, just the nature of MMOs as, like, basically blatant escapism. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of like D&D in that sense. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just wrote, we've made that episode just kind of off the cuff because, and from my perspective, like, I started this earlier than you because I originally started working on this with Josh. Right. And we had, at first, it was everything I told you. It's like, I wanted to give people DM tips. I wanted to make an adventure for people to use. And then I actually wanted to write up a lot of stuff and be able to pass it on on a website as free, like, one-shots for people to play. Right. But the problem was is that, like, each time we dove into it, um... Usually when we got to, like, the crunchy stuff, such as, like, deciding on monsters, designing a dungeon, it became very dry and unappealing to listen to, even for me editing. Right. And I know, like, a lot of people that I have friends with don't actually play D&D, but still want to listen to our episodes. And although they're not the target demographic, they get very lost in all that stuff. And I right, feel like right. even as a DM who likes D&D... That's not the stuff that I find as interesting to listen to on why I'm picking something over another. I mean, there are, like, fun YouTube channels that teach you, like, the aspects of picking out monsters, what what's considered, mm. like, an overpowered creep or certain CRs. But in a one-hour format, especially, like, how freeform it is all the time, you're not going to be able to get, 
like a proper like 101 course on being a dm in designing monster encounters so i decided that it'd be more fun to just pivot to like the story developed inside and then give little bits of wisdom here and there when possible a lot less this season to be fair because we tend to go way off tangent right right yeah yeah that is that's something so i actually got some very immediate feedback i i sent this show to one of my cousins or rather how does it work if who's what do you call someone who's married to your cousin is that also just your cousin um, I guess so. Your cousin-in-law? I don't know if that's how that works. Is that how, like, the re- is it the removal? I don't know. It's a, it's a whole math thing. We'll okay. call it your cousin. The, the, the wife of my cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is just, like, so vague. <laughs> At least you know it's a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. So, um, you know. She's we, a, she's a woman. She's a woman. Yeah, so we have, uh, spread it out our audience demographic right. a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah. I, no, I just, I just have to be really careful. You have to be really careful nowadays with pronouns especially with women because if you refer to women as it (laughs) then you get canceled oh really so anyways yeah i i mean i'm just you know you know i mean i'm just constantly trying to hide the fact that i'm just like a uber sexist men's rights activist (laughs) um no you're not right (laughs) little do you know yeah little do i know good i hate women secretly a skinhead yeah uh but anyways so i so i showed this to my cousins um as well as the wife of my cousin and she was pretty much immediately like, wow, it was it was very hard to listen to because it was so there was just like so much terminology and I really didn't understand it as someone who doesn't play D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is something that I was worrying about a lot, but it was very reassuring to just kind of have like friends that don't necessarily play D&D listen to the podcast and then seem to not hate it. Yeah. <laughs> or like seem to listen to more than like 10 minutes of it before checking out. Oh, for sure. Um, which makes me a lot happier about sort of the direction this is going in because uh, a lot of it is kind of just like you get to come along and like listen to us make a story i don't know if it's like good or compelling every time Mm -hmm. but there is going to be some fluff and there's going to be some jokes along the way and that kind of makes it a lot easier to just kind of jump in and and talk about whatever we want to talk about yeah and i particularly like how like partway through this season we started like incorporating more like improv based uh, episodes just because I've been doing a lot of more improv and that's right, been fun right. to just like do the Scholastic Book Fair episode, which is like one of my favorites that we made. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do think that the core idea of this podcast was to s- was still to show like young DMs or new DMs. I don't want to say young DMs. Yeah, you could be like sixty years that old. Should be your say. rapper name. <laughs> oh, young DM. <laughs> oh, that'd be very cool. Um, but yeah, for like new DMs first getting into it who are like afraid of making their own adventure or just starting it, I wanted them to feel reassured that it's okay to just blatantly copy someone else's work and use true, it as your story. True, Because... And we kind of did that. Yeah, and we do that a lot, especially during the first few <laughs> we episodes. We blatantly copy people all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think the episode uh, 11 for Over the Garden Wall was essentially that. Like, we just took the concept of Over the Garden Wall. Yeah. And... I mean, like, anything we base on a show. Exactly. Anything we draw inspiration from. Yeah. In air quotes. Exactly. And you it, you can kind of see it when we're having our conversation where it's like, oh, clearly there's already a really good story here, but <laughs> right. now here's us fucking it up because you're handing it to your friends to play with and right. they're just going to go buck wild and a whole different story and you're going to have like a whole new experience that you can share with your friends. So mm-hmm. fuck mm-hmm. originality, go steal content whenever you can. Yeah, I mean, especially with D&D, it's, it's interesting because like as a... For DMs, it's kind of a tale as old as time where you are just like, well, I don't really have an idea for a session today. I'm just going to fucking base it off of this dumb movie or Mm -hmm. something. And then 
usually the players don't even catch on like mm-hmm. until some very specific very obvious npc or something gets revealed and then they're like oh god damn it this was deep blue sea or whatever yeah yeah hopefully when we make our episodes it gives you the confidence to kind of want to dm and do one shot adventures and also the importance of like working with someone else i think is the other aspect because sure even when i'm making my own games at home and it's not on the podcast and daniel's playing into them i'll consult richard about it and he's like a great extra foil to my insanity that i puke (laughs) onto the paper yeah i know in the future as we progress through making episodes assuming we do this for years to come i Mm -hmm. would like to give uh, more concrete tips as we're going through. It's like, oh, this is what I would do in this situation if, like, mm. something wacky happened. Like, someone's like, I oh, want to sure. rip off this guy's arm. Like, ah, you know. Or just, like, play through um, scenes together. Like, oh, like, if you and I were playing in this scenario, what would your character do here? And let's see that as a scene. Oh, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. That sounds interesting. So recently you ran a sort of amalgamation of a couple of ideas we had on this podcast as a one-shot for some friends. hmm And I was wondering, like, if you wanted to share your experiences of, like, actually designing that and, like, how you pulled ideas, where you filled stuff in. And, like, I don't know if you want to do that on this episode or maybe save it for something else. Uh, Yeah, we can save it for another episode. Maybe, like, a recap of one of the ones that we did. Is there one particular that you want to work on? And we can... I'll note in my head and I'll do it later. Uh, No, no. I I mean, I, I was just... I was really interested in just hearing your thoughts on, like, okay, so we've designed these sort of, like, story outlines, basically, like, story templates. But... When it comes to actually implementing it and running it in a game, like, what were the challenges? Mm-hmm. What were the sort of, like, design processes you went through? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. And, like, how did it actually turn out in terms of, like, how the players reacted? Sure, sure. I mean, we might as well touch on it now. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. If okay. it's not funny, we'll just cut it. So it's all <laughs> okay, good. Okay, <laughs> great. All ears. Yeah, it turns out it was it went terribly, and everybody left after two hours. <laughs> they all made up weird excuses. A lot of them involved cats. <laughs> some just animorphed out of the room. <laughs> yeah, some turned into cats. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, haven't heard from them in, in weeks. I'm worried. So the ones that I've done for us have been the 1940s like crime noir where I forgot World War II existed. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. Let's do this. Let's briefly talk about the ones where I've played in it, and then I'm also curious about how the most recent one went. You can go over that. Okay, afterwards. sure. Yeah, you can. Uh, so let's talk about the ones that you played, and we'll talk about the ones that we made together here. Yeah, yeah. And how it differentiated. So starting with the 1940s noir one. Um, that one I made with Richard. So when I designed the storyline, the main things I was trying to figure out were what were the, what's the hook? Why are they doing everything? What are the story beats? And also like, what do the players want to do? And how am I going to resolve everything? So those are like the three key points. And as far as designing encounters, because it was like a mystery noir, I had to figure out like where clues would be placed and what clues I would be adding to it. Right. Um, part of the thing that always happens when you're playing in the game though, is that players want to do crazy shit. And yeah. Grace, one of our players, uh, oh, it's actually Andrew's wife. He actually was on this podcast like a few episodes back. I okay, think. okay. How many times removed is it if it's your friend's wife? <laughs> uh, probably like ten times removed. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she is just like this like bottle of like wild improv energy that's super mm. fun to work with. And like there's points in the game where she's like, I'm gonna go do this because this is like my character's backstory. Right. And I'm like, let's follow along. Do you know if she has any sort of like background in like theater or anything like growing up? I know she plays like instruments. I think she plays the piano or something. But... Oh, but nothing to do with like 
acting or improv or I don't know, Andrew. Why don't you tell us? Why don't you email us at one shot at time cast at gmail.com and so let us know? She's just like a free spirit that follows her heart. Yeah, yeah, and I love it. It's, it's like on, she- yeah, it was honestly really refreshing because it's been a long time since I've played in a setting like this where someone was just like, Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's like, it feels so like individualistic. And I think that's, it's, it, I don't know, it's just a nice reminder of like why D&D is a cool game. Yeah, for sure. But as far as <laughs> My like, friend's wife. Yeah, your friend's wife. It really helps. But as far as like what I brought in, like what I had to prep, I just spent an hour talking to Richard, like what I do on this episode. Great. And then I was just like, okay, uh, what are the levels of the uh, players? Okay, this is the challenge rating that's close. We'll pick some enemies and then I'll design like a puzzle around the enemy to make it more interesting because yeah. i know you quite enjoy the battle mechanics of D. love those combat puzzles yeah so and then before you move on is so this whole process is this while you were formulating the ideas with richard or is this bef- this is prep for the session afterwards uh this is the prep for the session uh afterwards because richard hasn't actually played dungeons and dragons so i can't oh, really sure. consult him on yeah. like encounters and stuff Makes sense. Um, but the more main thing I was consulting Richard about was like, what do you think about the story idea? Does this puzzle make sense? If the players were to go to the mafiosos, does that connect into this next thought? And then he's like, okay, this doesn't make sense because why would the mafia know this? Like, what's their backstory here and how will you fill that Mm -hmm. in? And that's more just for me to be ready in case the players do bring it up. It might not ever come up. Yeah. Um, on our session, you ended up taking a different direction because I didn't make this branching path style with yeah. Richard is like okay this guy knows these three things this guy knows these three things depending on what they do they go here and there's one stupid random uh, bagman fight that I threw yes, out of nowhere yes 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 yeah. I think it yeah it was great so to clarify this this was uh, we did an episode also sort of like inspired by like a noir kind of mystery crime mystery thriller sort of vibe mm-hmm. uh, so this is what initially inspired us or rather like trip uh triggered us what's what the heck is the did word did we get triggered by it yeah were you triggered yeah yeah yeah. did i get canceled after right, this right. game yeah yeah no like uh what is it like uh set us off i guess i can't yeah. think of the word well, anyways okay so the reason i started doing the 1940 style noir was because well my girlfriend tara was really interested in the concept and i yeah. was like let's design a D game around that because i have ran so many high fantasies and i just got off finishing my long form campaign that i was like right let's mix something up a little bit yep and I tried this 1940s style, and it was super fun, especially the setting in the world, because it's felt very Dresden file-esque, and that's how I got the idea. And then I brought it to you for the episode, hmm. and also Richard to help me design the game. I was totally under the impression, because uh, another friend of the show, I say friend of the show, it's just our friend, yeah, Josh, was playing L.A. Noir at the time, so I, I totally thought that's what kind of gave you the idea. Uh, no, no, um, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> it's interesting, yeah, because it's, it's funny, because if you go back and listen to the episode, or rather, I guess if we went back and listened to the episode, mm-hmm. you could probably really tell, like, uh, well, I mean, I guess listeners won't ever have the perspective of, like, how you ran your version of the, of the idea, mm-hmm. but, like, it, it was very much, like, the, your background was much more kind of, like, Dresden Files, sort of, like, hidden magic world, mm-hmm. and my approach was, like, way more sort of just, like, whatever I saw in L.A. Noir. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, like, a factory explodes, there's a car chase, mm-hmm. people have Tommy guns. Yeah, and I think that just comes from what, like, the people creating it bring into it, because I didn't... I've never actually watched Josh play through all I noir. I've only seen oh, the one really? scene okay, where right. he's interrogating that one guy's like, you're like fucking little boys, Mr. Janperson. Right. I'm like, what the fuck? And we will just not contextualize that. Um, and just let that kind of hang in the universe. Yeah, let that simmer for you, you know, yep. as listeners. Just ear music. 
Um, that's probably not the right word. That sounds gross. Ear, yep. Oh, but I don't uh, know what other type of music there is. Yeah, like nose true. music, music like perfume is music of the nose. Oh, it could be aroma nose music, aroma music. Anyways, not this is this is going too long. But I guess that's like the prep session of what I did. So there's the aspect of designing the story and creating the branching storylines with Richard, mm-hmm. and then there's the uh, setting the enemies I will use, or just at least the stat blocks, because when I'm running a game, I'm very quick to just switch things around whenever I need to. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I have three encounter enemies and they're roughly scaled to what the players are able to deal with and then i'm like okay you're gonna go fight in this hole in the ground and then there are basilisks or you're gonna go fight this bagman that randomly appears Mm -hmm. that stat block was kind of universal it can be used for any of the encounters and i just have like two or three ready just in case and that's all i really picked yep yeah and then as far as designing the boss fight to make it a bit more cinematic and interesting Mm. i was just like okay what's something i haven't done in a while that daniel might be fun it's like okay let's put some npcs and they're getting sacrificed go save them there's Mm. a puzzle here okay yeah and then also you're surrounded by water and then the other terrain puzzle is things are sloshing and it's hard to walk right okay cool yeah yeah no there was there was definitely a lot like the the bag man that you told us that we weren't really supposed to encounter unless we like really looked for it yeah, or yeah. kind of like chanced on it yeah it was like a natural one encounter that i threw in there off the whim because that yeah. was something that particular encounter was me reading through i want to say one of the ravenloft compendiums and mm-hmm. it's like oh here's this creepy monster mm. that looks like a bagman also i was playing guilty gear and there's that one fighter that uh, has yes, a bag he's literally a bagman yeah, yeah he's literally a bagman i was like oh this will be a fun thing to throw in just in case so i just dragged like an enemy encounter because it has one specifically for it and just yeah. threw it in there i was just like ah if they hit a one it'll happen but you know probably oh not. it was like literally a you rolled a d20 and then it landed on a one and that's why yeah i think uh what's his face uh andrew yeah oh shit okay that's that's wild yeah it just like it just hit and i was just like well i said i was gonna do this let's see what happens and he just Damn, crawls okay. out of the bag like a creepy ass motherfucker oh interesting wow the dice really do tell their story yeah yeah no i was gonna say like that and the the sort of boss fight at the end like really kind of set the setting really well. I sort of like established a mood for the setting, which I thought was very well done. I know a lot of people give me flack for this, specifically one of my friends, but it's like mm-hmm. a one shot adventure is like supposed to be only one session and nothing else. But sure. I do very much think that a zero session, if at all possible, no matter if it's a one shot or anything else, you should do it will really enhance the game for your players and yourself because it really sets the setting because having that discussion where we talk with everyone together on who they're making what they're doing what their interconnections were really helped me get grounded in what i had to make and prepare Mm. for the story and also get you guys kind of feeling what the mood is like too yeah for sure for sure it also just makes i mean if you if you all get together and kind of just like talk about what kind of characters you want to play then it makes it way easier to just skip the whole like you're all in a tavern, and you see this character that looks like David. Why don't you describe your character? Yeah. And then you have to do this, like, awkward sort of, like, <laughs> nice to meet you. We're both fantasy characters. Yeah. And you can just skip that by saying, like, you've known each other all this time. You guys already did the pre-stuff. Right. So. Or, I mean, even if you don't want to know each other, you can establish, like, hey, this is going to be our character dynamic because, like, you are, you know, a... A prideful like knight type and i am like a conniving rogue and so yeah. we're gonna like do this and we can riff off each other like this and that'll be fun yeah and good that cup, makes bad it, like, cup. yeah exactly and that makes it like 
just way, way more fun and way easier to just sort of like settle into the game. Yeah, but that's like a quick, not really quick, uh, concept of my pre-work. Was there right, right. anything else you were interested about? No, that? I'm okay. So, so this is. I think we spent way too long talking about this. I realize now because there's no way anybody except for. Oh, well, I guess like actually, given how many people listen to this show, most of the listeners of this show do have context for this game, which mm-hmm. is weird. And it should not be the case. <laughs> but for anybody who isn't in our immediate friend circle who's listening to this will be like, okay, I have no idea what game they're talking about. They've never mentioned this on the show. Yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about like uh, how pulling from an idea that we made on this show differed, if at all, from how you set up this uh, other session that you ran for, for me? Uh, can you like clarify that question a little bit more? I'm kind of confused. Yeah, oh, sorry. So like... um. Yeah, I ask really long-winded questions. So I also explain things in a really long-winded way. It's just kind of my personality. <laughs> it's um, great. I love it. It's hilarious. It helps calms the nerves. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, so for this session, you, you've kind of run, run through, like, how you actually designed the setting. You kind of riffed with Richard. And then how you rolled NPCs and how you set up encounters. And so with that in mind, like, for the most recent one-shot you ran, that pulls from uh, ideas that we made. Mm-hmm. Like, did you run into any difficulties or was like there a fundamentally different experience designing stuff because like you had a different context for it? Yeah. So what we made for so the episode I did use was Over the Garden Wall, which came out, I think, just last Tuesday by the time of this recording. Uh, um, no, which this makes, would be two episodes. Yeah, so it doesn't make yeah. sense to anybody else. Right, so right. Whatever. So it was on a Tuesday. <laughs> it was on a Tuesday. It came which, out already. But to me, it was just a Tuesday. Ah, uh, yes. Um, this is a reference yeah. to the Street Fighter movie. I've never watched it. Oh, uh, M. Bison says it to Chun-Li. Okay. Uh, because I think he, M. Bison kills her dad. Ah. And he's like, yes, the day I killed your father. But to me, it was just a Tuesday. That's actually a pretty heavy line. It's just like, fuck yeah, you, no, I don't give a crap. It kind of rules. It kind yeah. of rules. The movie's cheesy as fuck, but the line kind of rules. Yeah, I was just like, man, that sounds like badass as fuck. It's just like, yeah. fuck your dad. I don't know who he was. Yeah, he lots it was of an o- yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah. It's actually like a really great way of encapsulating something very like potent about a character. Yeah. But anyways, we're yeah, that's, we're not talking about Street yeah, Fighter. Full tangent. So uh, going back to the Over the Garden Wall episode, uh, first off, I did try to meet up with the two new players that I've never played with, which was Hugh, our friend Hugh, great. and his wife or fiance, fi- wife, 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 wife. I think they're married. I bl- oh man, I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> it's yeah. like way so, too muddy of a topic. Anyways, not important. Um, <laughs> like nobody knows who he is. It doesn't matter to the audience. So I met. We're introducing with... this new character, Hugh. Yeah. And we don't know if he's if he's married or if they're girlfriend boyfriend. Soon we're just gonna be riffing on like future one shots where we just have our friends as players. In I do the think game it's or characters in the game. It's really funny how there's sort of like a sitcom continuity to this, but it's like real people in our <laughs> lives. I do love them very much, so yeah. But... And honestly, all of the people that we've mentioned on the show as soon as we mention them they start listening to the podcast so maybe oh we just have to mention every person yeah maybe we should just on. start shouting out all of our friends so why don't you just list out everybody that played <laughs> in that game okay so there was like Hugh yep. there was Chris yep. there was Richard not yep. my Richard a different Richard oh, oh yeah. a new Richard a new Richard wow yeah. uh, this is like when uh, it's like a romance anime and then they run out of things to do they run out of like will they won't they scenarios so they just introduce a new girl mm-hmm. and then it like the main character is just like uh, you can't uh, do like flirt with me because I love this girl, and that's how they resolve it. And then like they just throw away the character they introduce. Yeah, and they never appear again. That's right. such a weird thing to do. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So I played with like these new group of people. I met with the two new people just to get an idea of what they wanted. I also had really short notice for the game because um, my friend literally messaged me 
the day before we were going to run, he was like, hey, can we do a one-shot adventure and can we do it Friday? I was just like, technically I could, but yeah. like if I wanted to make it better for you, I would need a little bit more prep time and be able to talk to you. What about like mm. next weekend or the weekend after? And he's like, no, work is going to be really busy. So I was like, mm. all right, fuck it, let's try it. So Sometimes people just really want to D and D. Yeah, that's down. true. You should have you should have like stood up for DM kind though. Oh yeah, because I feel like DMs were just like, oh yeah, we, I could run it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> kind of well, just like fucks over. I mean, it doesn't actually. Yeah, because there's no way everybody knows. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, go on. It, and to me, it's not actually that hard because I've done it so much that I'm mm. like, I can just kind of riff on stuff and go. And we all have made an, essentially a one shot adventure, so I got the whole like discussion with richard out of the way already because i did it with you yes okay a true dungeon master master yeah um i mean just yeah i'm yeah. great i'm amazing i'm yeah, a master just, class yourself off yeah, yeah, I'm yeah just, take 32 minutes to jack yourself off uh, thir- it's not gonna take 32 <laughs> just minutes literally and we're back <laughs> daniel just came in ready to get back to recording <laughs> yeah we, it was only 32 seconds i just needed to like recover and drink some red bull great 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 okay. great this is sometimes sometimes i commit to a bit too hard and then you can you can probably tell there's an inflection change in my voice when i'm like oh no what have i done <laughs> i think it's really fun i like these bits within our podcast episodes and i hopefully will have like bits and then we'll do scenes, and then we'll do, like, actual making a story, and then maybe some, like, DM tips here and there. You know, it's fun about the word bits. Uh, beat in French means dick. Really? So it was a, it was a beat bit. You, oh, you beat your bit? Yeah, except uh-huh. it's except it's also, yeah, it's like a quadruple entendre if you're bilingual, or you just know how to say dick in French. Sounds like a great rapping line. Like, you beat your beat oh, your yeah. beat. <laughs> I beat my beat! Woodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodoodo
Sure, yeah. You don't want to just reveal, like, ha-ha, it was children fueling it. Yeah. It's not really, like, fun and lighthearted. Plus, uh, we had, like, two brand new players, and I didn't want to introduce too much heavy mechanics onto it. So Are you talking f- about Hugh and his, maybe his partner? Yeah, his okay. partner. Yeah, Hugh yeah. and his partner. I yeah. think that's a good way to refer to people from now on. Right. Instead of referring to her by name, we just refer to her as an auxiliary being accompanying the man exactly yeah okay great Solid. we can't give her any status because yeah. she is a woman and i hate women <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um yeah and that, that has been confirmed on record i can't wait to see where this goes further down the line if this is ever actually yeah a turn into anything yeah i don't want to yeah i don't know yeah. i'm not going to commit to this bit because I, this could, I can say some actually pretty rude things okay that i don't want to kind of embody uh, okay i don't want to put that energy out yeah and you know we don't want people to copy you know children just copy what they listen to right right i mean they're going to anyways <laughs> um but that's how you get subs on twitch so. yeah okay so, got it. you know this is oh my god I, I need tangent. i need to let you finish but uh Apparently, I've made $50 streaming on Twitch, so that's kind of cool. Oh, really? Wow. Well, I mean, it's it's not actually an accomplishment because it, what happened was I was not eligible to get a payout from Twitch because I hadn't made $100. But then recently, I think it's to get people streaming again because, like, the numbers have been dropping. Plus, Twitch has, like, a horrible, like, uh, ad payout or algorithm for its, like, streamers. Yeah, yeah, it's not a great like payout ratio but um yeah they recently dropped it to 50 dollars, mm-hmm. and then they were like hey if you change your payment or like if you update your you know like bank info then we'll send you 50 dollars." and then now they have your bank info forever yeah cool so Switch. i can't wait to just get some weird like body pillow purchases showing up on my <laughs> account yeah i mean you can now stream again if you want i guess probably not not your thing yeah no i mean uh, uh why did i even bring that up again uh because you made 50 dollars on twitch why were we talking about that? Oh, right, because I said Twitch. Yeah, okay, that's how... If you ever wanted to peek behind the screen of how my dumb monkey brain works, that's how it works. I mean, this is just how our tangents go, and I'm just like, does this make sense? I'm like, it's funny, and it makes me laugh, so sure, it stays yeah. in. Um, yeah, I mean, this is kind of just like the... We get to just talk about whatever we want episode, which is every episode, except less, even less guided. Yeah. Anyways, please, I'm genuinely interested in hearing what you have to say about this. Are you? Okay, I can't wait for you to cut me off for the third time later and go right, off another right, tangent. Right. Um, so, so anyways, the thing about Twitch is, my favorite streamer <laughs> is Celtus you, underscore. You've done this yourself. Honestly, like, if you're going to be like, can't wait for you to cut me off, I'm going to cut you off. Yeah, I for know. For the bit. That's, that's the set. That's for the, the setup. I, you better cut me off. I cut. If you don't cut me off, beat. then I will cut myself. Okay, great. Oh, no, no. I will just seppuku in front of you. Okay, great, great. Um, um, do you know that seppuku, it's the two kanji, it's, it's, um, it's like to cut and then stomach. Like, it's literally, it's seppuku oh. is like like setsu is the reading for like kiru and then like fuku is like the reading for like hara like stomach oh so it's literally like you cut your stomach open oh wild yeah i guess that makes sense it makes things easier for everyone to remember yeah no yeah because i mean like it's because seppuku doesn't mean suicide it's like literally suicide by cutting your insides open (laughs) okay um yeah anyways i just some i like to take the opportunity to talk about suicide whenever i can it's always on the brain Um. so anyways please go ahead (laughs) uh should i plug like a suicide hotline in here right now yes yeah. please if everybody if you've been on reddit you've seen the the, the plugs for a suicide hotline that's fair yeah go on reddit and find the suicide hotline number <laughs> you used to call me on your cell phone <laughs> suicide um, hotline bling yeah all right uh so that wasn't a good reference anyways go ahead <laughs> all right so um if we're 
going back into the design, this is more just for you, Daniel, in this aspect. I don't know if anyone actually cares. Well, uh, so, I mean, because I'm just interested in, like, I think people, if they listen to this show to be like, I want to just, like, get some cool inspiration or maybe some design ideas, mm-hmm. then I'm very interested. They, I mean, they'd probably be interested to hear from the the, the designer himself mm-hmm. to be like, hey, this is what happened when I actually ran these ideas as a one-shot. Yeah, so in this particular case, because these players wanted something comedic, I had to do a hard pivot on the direction and uh, feeling of the story. Okay, wait, let, let me actually cut you off, but but for a, a relevant reason. Is there, like, what is the kind of decision-making in, instead of just switching to a different idea, repurposing this, uh, the, this like, recent idea? Is it just, like, freshness, or? Freshness, mainly. Okay. I was familiar with it, and I had a short time. The other option was right, to... Right, right, right. The other option was to switch to one of the ones I've already done, but I've already ran a few of them with some of the players already. Right. So I didn't want to do that hard pivot, and I knew this one wasn't mechanically heavy in any way for new players to learn and realistically the structure was very standard which is here's your hook here's two combat encounters and then here's your ending okay yeah and i had it it was very modular and i had a feeling which it turned out right that a couple of the players were just gonna go off and derail it for like (laughs) two hours sure so i didn't actually have to do anything which is nice for me because like the adventure is still there but they're having fun role-playing and as long as like they're having fun i'm fine Okay, so so just to guide this conversation a little bit, why don't you first explain how exactly you set it up and how that differed from the the original like concepts you had, right? Like what what were the encounters? How did they change and how did it resolve? Okay. So to start off, because it's comedic, I had to pivot out one the mechanical aspect of the lantern. I thought that yes. although it is very interesting and it's like very like strategic for certain players yeah because two are brand new let's just get them familiar with the system first so that went out right away so no lantern at all. there was no lantern at all okay the story was just you wake and because they wanted something comedic i was like okay like usually the story is like you just wake up and you don't know why you're here but you and your friends are here so i just turned into a hangover you guys had a drunken vendor at a tavern you woke up here and you have to figure out what happened and how to get home so that was the hook for them okay okay um and that was something i discussed with some of the players ahead of time um, just to see if they thought that was interesting. I see, I see. And they're like, yeah, that sounds fun. I mean, they would have said yes to anything. but you know. <laughs> Right, they're so starved for role play. Yeah, oh, and also they don't know, so they're like, and my True. understanding for new players is that they're like, oh, I want to try it, and why not? Yeah, you like, can't really be like, no, that setting doesn't jive with me. Can you change it to something else? Because yeah. like, you literally don't know what the options are. Yeah, yeah, and because it's not like something where I was like, I don't want to say I wasn't, like, creatively invested, but, like, I was doing it on such short notice, so I knew it was just, like, I'm making this for you, and this is all about the players and getting you guys into D&D as best as I can. Yep. Um, and I knew for some of them, the main goal here was just kind of to hang out with some friends, too. Sure. Which is kind of what D&D is for, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. For sure. For sure, that's what it, I mean, that's yeah. literally what it is. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, part some, of it. Uh, okay, uh, I hear a lot of stories of people who play D&D with, like, people that they just don't like, but... Yeah, which is weird to me, and I don't know why... You yeah. would do that. Get out of those games, people. Um, it's you ha- Stockholm you- Syndrome. Probably. And you're just kind of wasting your time. Like, you have your free time and you work 40 hours a day. I mean, I'm going off of something else. Anyways, not important. Yeah. The main thing here was that because I knew it was comedic, so I took out the lantern. I changed the hook a little bit just to be like, here's your reason. It's funny. You guys are all drunk and you can be wild and crazy. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they all wake up in a tavern. How, how do they kind they- of... Get no. directed to the rest of it. So they don't wake up in a tavern. They got drunk at a tavern. They're ah. all there looking for something. And gotcha. I asked them, like, what do you, what are your characters, what do they want to do? One of the characters wanted to play a chef character, and he was searching to become a baker. 
and he wanted to make a tiramisu. And so that's why he came to this okay. tavern. And let's clarify, this is one of the new players. Yeah, this is one of the new players. Yeah. So I was like, sure, let's do it. So I like, they woke up here and then he's like, I want to immediately start cooking. Even though I started the wake up with an encounter. I was like, you're going to fight. There's something creepy in the woods with white eyes uh, and they're looking at you and it looks like dangerous. And he's like, nope, I'm going to whip out my walk and start cooking. And I'm like, interesting. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then to kind of teach one of the other new players who was playing a spellcaster, which to be fair is a little bit difficult, but they handled it actually really well, which is great, Um, which is just read. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, something that's traditionally very difficult for gamers Mm -hmm. who haven't made it past the fourth fourth grade. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading is tough, but she just started off. She cast a spell. She fought, but everyone else is like, nope, we're going to go do our own shit. And I was like, all right, here's a monster you're ignoring. Now they're attacking, and then I didn't want to railroad them into a fight too hard, but at this point I was like, I need to teach you guys the basic concept of combat while still keeping it entertaining, so what are you guys going to do with this really easy fight in the beginning? So it's the first dog encounter, the wolf encounter in the forest. Yep. I kept that in there. They fought it. They killed it. Once they did it, I was like, here's uh, something in the distance. It looks like there's a light at the end of this tunnel, which was supposed to lead to the cult scenario. Right, okay. So, uh, well, let's go through this piece by piece, because I'm actually, this. I think this is good content, because not only is it sort of like, here's how I designed this these sorts of ideas we went through, um, it's also like, here's how new players reacted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, like, was there any sort of difficulty for them, or was there any sort of, like, specific reaction that, like, intrigued you about the encounter, or, like, about how they kind of went into it balancing like this is combat versus this is role play um not really i think most of them did pretty well because hugh like hugh just came in he's like i'm ready to role play my character he's gonna start cooking rations that's what he does he's not gonna pay attention to the enemies yeah and like as much as i wanted to let him do that i'll just like you're in this weird area it's sucking away your flames you can't get fire but like you can get magical fire if someone else does it so I was like, okay, but there's a fight going on, so you can't just mm. immediately cook. And because you couldn't immediately cook, he's like, I'm going to kill this thing and cook it. And I'm like, all right, good enough. <laughs> okay, great. So Sticking to that character uh, motivation. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying to remember the game a little bit, too, just because I know it just happened, but it like flew by so fast in my head. Yeah, I mean, sessions are pretty dense. Yeah. So. yeah but but the, the, the feeling I'm getting is that I think this is great sort of just like a DM tip kind of thing, right? Because it's... It's probably so common for sessions where, like, not everybody's on the same page in terms of, like, what D&D is, so mm-hmm. sometimes people, like, commit really hard to, like, a character motivation or a character background, and they're like, well, I'm I'm not going to, like, fight, like, it's not what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's nice that, you know, sometimes the solution is, like, well, you can't do this thing because a fight is happening. Yeah. So like, and there's an initiative order and you have to do this and your friends are doing this. And yeah. And it helps to give like a world reason. Cause it's like, you woke up in a place that you don't know. And then something magical is sucking away the flame. So you can't do it, but you could kick this thing's ass and eat it later. If you want, if you can get some magical fire. Yeah. So that just got that started and rolling, man. I can't remember what the other two players were doing. I think they just started fighting immediately. So it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because they played D before yeah exactly they're like okay this is combat we're gonna have to do combat and then we'll do other stuff yeah and the combat wasn't meant to be long or drawn out it was just like okay here's really quickly how to teach you the basics kind of get you guys ready on how to click on the page right and uh on roll 20 all right because you did this online this yeah i did this online yeah. and once that finished i was like all right here's like a section for you guys to role play in instead of like the cult section i changed it into a small hut with veggie tail characters in it okay Interesting. And so this is where you incorporated a different one of our 
uh, episode ideas? Um, not really. Like, the idea was the same, but instead of just making it a cult with, like, mysterious markings everywhere, I just did it comedically where it's like, here's a vegetable people talking about the beast, a beastrous monster, essentially. Okay. okay. And that was, like, the hard pivot I had to do. And then I was like, I can roleplay these characters. They can give you information. And then, realistically, I don't really find this as a problem. I think some DMs might, but some of the players were just kind of, like, dicking around and role-playing, which I found very hilarious because I was just watching them do, like, I want to go cook the vegetables, people, or I want to steal their cornbread offering to the beast. Oh, okay, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I... I was just like, you can act, like, I was able to riff off it really well, and then they were all kind of playing together. The main worry I had in that scenario was just, like, were the other players not, like, messing around? Are they still having fun? Are they still engaged in the game? Yeah. And it's hard to do online, which is always difficult, but it okay, is how it is. Let's, let's dive into this a little more, because um, this is, I think, also a super common problem mm-hmm. for new DMs, new players, is kind of redirecting the game in a way that isn't either just like okay they kill you Mm -hmm. for doing that or you know like just completely getting off the rails because you're just like yes anding Mm -hmm. and it's like okay yeah you steal it and and then now you know the whole thing is ruined or whatever and then there's no consequences yeah so like so what what happened and how did you kind of like guide that okay so the premise was uh the veggie tail characters which was just a tomato and a cucumber they're a couple like just imagine like an old couple and they're trying to present an offering of cornbread Mm -hmm. to this beast so it wouldn't eat very fucked up that they made bread out of the same like <laughs> family right because oh no no fruit. banana bread banana bread i'm sorry yeah but still fruit <laughs> wait but they're vegetables oh well i wow. guess the tomato's not a vegetable okay, wild 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 that was kind of part of it was like here's a funny weird quirk where they did something odd and you don't know if ethically it's okay right, right. but it's also a high fantasy and like did you guys want to discuss it yeah love morally gray ethics yeah so it was so just there fun so lighthearted. yeah it's like <laughs> just kidding yeah i mean the veggie tales itself is just weird as shit yeah yeah for sure for sure so i was like okay here's something questions. yeah so questions. here's something for you guys to kind of like engage in like visually and connect to like the real world and find amusing yes and then also have time like role-playing and dealing with and the way I kind of dealt with this was that you could kill them and eat them if you wanted to. It's fine. Like, I don't really... Like, these characters... True, they're not super important to the no, story. because the main thing here is they want to escape. And they have to deal with a beast um, that exists in the forest. So one point or another, because of how modular I made this adventure, yeah. the beast can appear at any time. If you guys are listening with your one shot at a time bingo cards, you can mark off us saying modular. <laughs> it's yeah. definitely one of the spaces on that bad boy. Oh yeah, for sure. Right next to Dragon Ball Z reference. <laughs> yes, perfect. <laughs> and Richard likes space. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I approach the roleplay session. Yes. So what actually happened? Because I'm curious, like, because they, like, you said that one of the characters just tried to, like, kill them, right? Basically, to kill them and eat them. They considered it. Like, they talked to each other. And I think, at least with my group, they're all pretty sane individuals and they're like they'll take into consideration what the group wants to do too yeah so they like brought it up and i'll just like oh we can hear you over here okay okay i see and then but they're not really going to do anything because they're supposed to be easily disposable and they're not actually like important they're just information um scrolls but talking vegetables instead okay so they just like got some lore info and then and they moved on yeah just lore info just like what the cult was supposed to be it's like here's your lore dump here's the beast you have to deal with it maybe that's how you get out um, they somehow turned into, what did they do? They somehow, like, one of the characters had, like, a bag of holding in their eye because they had, like, a patron genie. 
wild okay yeah so so wait so they just like suck things into their eye yeah so the character was essentially like pegasus from Yu-Gi-Oh. whoa okay bizarre yeah that was richard's character interesting i see yeah they all had like very unique backgrounds like richard's character was like this chunimbyo motherfucker who like went on an adventure and he's... <laughs> oh he has like the ultimate sharingan yeah yeah the ultimate sharingan of holding for sure okay and then um man i'm trying to remember exactly what every character was yeah, uh, I'm trying to remember. Like, I- I'm sorry, Chris. I can't remember. Because it just means your character wasn't memorable, bro. There was so much stuff going on, to be fair. Yeah, and... no, I'm sure they had a cool character. Yeah. They had a cool character when we played last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fun to see what they make. But but anyways, yeah. So so basically, how this resolved was they kind of, like, approached with the sort of, like, let's fuck with these guys. But then through sort of, like, role play and kind of being like, hey, I can hear you guys talking shit from the veggie people, it kind of just auto-resolved itself no i mean i let them fuck with them they eventually stole the banana bread oh so so a lot of stuff happened yeah a lot of stuff happened like i just at that point i was just like yes you can do whatever you want just tell me how you want to try to do it and then i'll give you roles for it so just to kind of show them like those are your role-playing mechanics but gotcha gotcha the vegetables aren't supposed to put up a fight right they're pretty inconsequential yeah they're yeah okay and like with adventures like this where it's meant to be like a comedic wild shit show everything's inconsequential nothing actually matters true 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 yeah okay yeah i guess i guess that's that's kind of like the takeaway from this right is like well it's a one shot like as long as it's not as long as they're not like derailing the entire like big bad or something then and i think that's the lesson here is like you can't derail half the one shots you make because right. even if like you wrote beforehand you need this mob boss if we're going back into the game to give this information you can just take that information and put it on somebody else. It's fine. Yeah, it takes yeah. like two seconds as long as you're mentally prepared for it. Right, because everything isn't so interconnected as it might be in something else. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, like, even though, like, yes, this guy gives you, like, three quest lines, it's they don't know that. No one right, knows right, that. Right. You are the only one who knows that. Do yeah. whatever the fuck you want to make the story go. And at some point, the beast shows up and attacks him. And for me, the point was, okay, it's we're at the three-hour mark. Let's fight. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so, so how does how does this all end? How does it all conclude? So they all suck the... So one of the characters suck the banana bread into their eye, and then all the other <laughs> okay. characters join them. That's with... not how I thought that sentence was going to start. Yeah. So the other characters join them, and all that's left was like a small, like, I guess, like, where their room was. And I don't remember exactly how the bag of holding mechanics for the eye was, and neither did I care, because at the end of the day, this is now fight time, and they chose a very weird start, and because of that, um, my thought process was like, okay, it probably still emits some smell of banana bread, and maybe the creature will eat it. Turns out the creature is Snorlax in this world because it's still a fucking joke, and okay. they got eaten by Snorlax inside, and they're all like inside Snorlax's stomach, and that's how the fight starts. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I know what we originally designed was like Treants and like this commander fighter or something, the right. huntsman. Yeah. Um, ended up like not using them. I just turned them into the beast and called it. Yeah. Away. Yeah. And then the fight ensued. They killed the Snorlax eventually after dicking around for quite some time. So they're like they're like inside Snorlax. He's like a giant god lax. Yeah, god lax. And then that sounds like oh, pooping a lot. Some laxity. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then but so and then they're fighting like kind of like a like an avatar of him or something inside of him. No, it's just a Snorlax. I just put an image of a Snorlax. I called it the Beast, but I put an image of the Snorlax on Wall Twenty. Oh, but I mean like lore wise, because they're like inside the Beast, right? Yeah, they're inside fighting so again like are they two different things so the adventure was what we came was over the garden wall and i pivoted because i wanted to be more comedic was right oh you guys got sucked into some other world and you don't know where you are and oh okay oh so they're not inside of a beast they're not inside of a 
war like a demon of any sorts. No, I I did a lot of edits to it. Oh wait, but like, so what are they fighting? They're just fighting a beast, quote unquote, which is Snorlax. But they're also inside of him. Uh, yeah, they're fighting from inside of him. Oh, so they okay. they expanded out because the the spell that he used forces you out after a certain amount of time. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And because of that, they all appeared inside the stomach, which restrained their movements, and they had to deal with stomach acid. Interesting. Okay, and that's kind of how the fight start, which isn't supposed to be a punishment. It would just be like, oh, here's a weird, unique scenario. You're inside. Get the fuck out. Okay. There's two exits. Yeah, go out the okay, mountain. Go gotcha, out the back. Gotcha. Your choice. Great. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, and then you could also fight from inside, and that's how I took that scenario. That one was more of just me riffing it because I just was like, okay, like this. I don't think Snorlax is just gonna be sitting out here waiting for you, right? So, what was the intended way? The intended way was similar to like what we had designed: is they head toward the exit, and he'll be there waiting, you know, and he's just like sleeping there. Okay, know? just similar to how the huntsman would have been waiting at the entrance to the cave, which the lantern was supposed to lead you to. But aren't they inside of him? The Snorlax? Yeah. Yeah, that's because they decided to suck themselves into a bag of holding with a banana bread. Oh, okay, that's the that's the link I was missing. Or yep. maybe the link I wasn't listening to. Yeah. yeah, so the Snorlax ate that, and then that kicked them out inside the Snorlax. And that's how they end up inside of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that all checks out. Yep. Okay, cool. Yep, and that's just how it goes. Eventually, they find the cave. They exit what I essentially just told them was the Feywild. And then they went on their own adventures, gave them a nice epilogue for each of their characters. Yeah. And hopefully they enjoyed it. I did try to focus on each of them a little bit differently, just to kind of see, like, what they wanted. Some characters want something really comedic. Some characters wanted, like, a story. And I tried to do that by listening to what they've made as their backstory. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But those are, like, the changes. It's really wild because it really was, like, a genre shift. Yeah. But the overall concept of, like, what they were doing was the same, which was just getting the fuck out of there, dealing with, like, a cult info dump, which was vegetables, and then yeah. fighting a beast. Or the huntsman, which is also the beast, mm-hmm. depending on the storyline. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, just hard pivots. Nice. I don't know if that was interesting to anybody. It was interesting because, to me at least, it was basically like sort of hearing a very condensed version of one of our typical episodes, which is just like, because it's like, it's pretty much like you've redesigned, like you designed a new sort of template. Yeah. Outline, I guess. Or I mean, I guess you redesigned the contents of an outline. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it kind of... It, Sounds like a new experience, and it was it was interesting to hear. I mean, it was nice to hear that it went well. Yeah, I think it went well. I don't know about the players. I asked them about it afterwards. They said they had a great time. They thought it ended a little bit quickly, and they were just happy to hang out with friends. But I also was just like, I'm ending it quickly because I myself was like, okay, I think this is a reasonable solution, and I, wa- I don't want to just eat up your time. And I yeah. didn't know how much they wanted to stick with what's going on. Right. Know? Like, I could have added more combat or other wacky scenarios, but because it was their first time, I didn't know what they were looking for, so I played it safe and cut it to, like, three hours for the one-shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I did promise them ending it around 9 guess, to 10. Yeah, that is a bit short. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three hours is a bit short on the short end of things. It can be. I personally try to aim for four on average just because I personally start teetering off by four hours as a Yeah, DM. same, same. As a player, same. Yeah, so, yeah. and that's been the average I've been looking at, so, yeah, just cool. my experience. Yeah, nice. very small statistical pool. Yeah, okay. Well, if you if you played in that game and you want to give us feedback, <laughs> it's funny because it's like, if I say like, for our listeners that played in this game of D&D and it's like half of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, just all our friends. Yeah. Right. I had a lot of fun running it. It was a new group that I've never ran before and it was a very short notice kind of thing. Yeah. Which usually for short notice stuff, I'll pull stuff from like one of our other adventures that we've made. But because this was so fresh in my mind, I wanted to try it. I was like, ah, fuck it. Let's go. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, the main takeaway is that, you know, just be open to 
moving things around really quickly, which I think is the main tool for any DM, especially new DMs. You just have to learn that, like, even if this goblin is supposed to be carrying the sacred knife that opens the temple, mm-hmm. fine, now the huntsman has it for some reason, or a tree sure. has it in its hole, or someone just wakes up because their demon patron gives it to them. It's just do it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it it, fe- it may feel railroady to you because you know what's going on, right? but it's not for the players as often. Like, it depends how you do it, but most of the time, the players won't notice. Yeah, yeah. I think, especially for a one-shot, there's not really enough, like, established background for pe- players to run into something and be like, that seems sudden, because, like, everything is sudden. Yeah, and also, I made sure that in this adventure, I think we did it with Over the Garden Wall specifically pretty well, is that there's no gatekeeping of story progress in any way. Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you didn't have the lantern, it doesn't matter. Right, like, you, can you, just, just, you can still walk around. You can still I guess that's another sort of challenge is like just making sure that you're guiding people properly through what is basically just like a forest where you can walk in any direction mm-hmm. yeah yeah but since it's a one shot you can kind of just like you see this in the distance and then you kind of just automatically gravitate towards that as a player for sure for sure i'll probably be cutting this into like a separate episode actually just because we kind of went on it a lot a lot and it's like a lot of like dm tips about what we made so um i wanted to see though like is there anything else you want to touch on on the like my dming style into a adventure or is or are we good to move on to like talking about the podcast again yeah yeah no no for sure we can we can do that um i mean yeah this was i mean this must have just felt like a super long tangent then i guess but um i mean there's jokes in between no no yeah i think i mean it's good listening even without the jokes i think it's good listening i think it's um i mean if you if you listen to this podcast specifically because it's like it's good inspiration for like DMing ideas mm-hmm. or, you know, you just want to like listen to people weave together a really fucked up story, <laughs> um, which is, is probably like a very small percentage of the listeners yeah. currently. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's really nice to just hear some feedback of like, Hey, I literally ran one of the ideas we made mm-hmm. and here's how it turned out. Here's how the players reacted. I think that's, it's just like interesting to know or i mean it's like i guess reassuring in a way mm-hmm. to just hear like yeah like you you can turn this stuff into into just like a, like a, a session really quick like i literally did it last yep. week yep I, in my opinion it's meant to be like what we make here is just meant to be super modular and you can do what you want but you could have taken it as is and run it for your friends but you have to check with them what they want to yeah yeah yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, thinking back on it, I like I think I probably should have ran the inside job one or the severance one uh, for them. It, yeah, yeah. It, but I guess just uh, the short notice is definitely what the the big killer there. Yeah, it was a short notice and really only getting info on what they wanted like really late into the night. So I like, all right, I already set up everything. Fuck it, I don't want to change it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, if you ever do end up running something with one of the earlier episodes, I'm very interested to hear how it turns out. Yeah. Or maybe I'll be playing. Who knows? Yeah. I probably won't be playing because I literally know the entire thing. You might you might not remember. Well, I might. I, it's not that That's hard true. to just switch some names around and change some settings. I'm also down to just be like a DMPC. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I've, I've, I've told you, you've ran in games where I've told you how they're supposed to go. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. And it did make it feel very weird. It was fun role playing, but it was just very strange because I was the entire time I was kind of just like, yeah, I know what's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like obligated to like keep it on the rails to a certain extent. So like there was there wasn't a lot of like, man, I wonder what would happen if we did this because it was kind of just like, oh, okay, well I don't want to make him just 
bullshit a bunch of stuff. No, I mean, I love that. I mean, I helped, I started building a kindergarten in one of our episodes. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I say that, but actually, it did end up just going completely off the rails. Yeah. We did waste a lot of time at an orphanage. No, and I don't think that's wasting time. I think no, no, it's yeah, fun. yeah, 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 I agree, I agree. Like, for me, at least, as a DM, I love those aspects where the players take role-playing into their own hands and want to for just sure. do things. I mean, that's kind of the point, right? No, that is 100% the point, because that's... I, I know some people, like, at least my DM style and, like, my D&D style... The focus is to, at one point, let you guys start role-playing without the need of the dice for a while. Just, like, sure. just just go. Like, I want to see what you guys do in character, and then if the dice need to intervene, sure, I'll bring them in. But mm-hmm. if you want to go help an orphanage because you believe your characters are good-hearted and build them a playground, hell yeah, go for it, man. Let's see what happens, because there's going to be some wacky shit when you guys build this, I promise you. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go and visit your co- contacts from your underground assassination corps. I love it. I love it personally. Um, yeah, but I mean, that was the one shot I ran. It's there's probably a little bit more details in there. What I can provide if you guys ask me, just email me at one shot at a time cast at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, or just message me on Discord because half of yeah, most, yeah, most of the people listening, yeah. <laughs> are like we are basically friends. directly addressing like five people right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the main tips for anyone who's looking to run stuff, especially with what I have, is that for pre work. Just pick some monsters close to CR, make sure they don't have, like, multi-attack if it's, like, a low level, and then just have them ready, and then just make them modular. Like, if your guy suddenly turns into a bagman, then (laughs) he's a bagman. They don't know. Who gives a fuck? If it's supposed to be the mafioso, well, the bagman's now the mafioso stat block. It's it's the same thing. It's Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I did for most of my stuff when I'm running. Just make it easier. And then when in the game... I personally like letting people roleplay and dick around for like as many, like up to a couple hours as long as like it doesn't get too late. And then I usually keep the ending pretty close, especially if it's meant to be an encounter. Mm-hmm. They'll probably just walk in somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? right. But that's usually it. But otherwise, I just give them like a very clear goal. It's like, hey, you need to get to the ship in the middle of the ocean to fucking fight this guy on a ship sacrificing right, right. people. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, nice to just kind of get context for. Uh, like, you know, we, we talk about design a lot on the podcast. At least I think we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nice to kind of just be like, yeah. And then you just do it. Yeah. And then, just and do then, it. And then you play D&D. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's probably more to it. I, I'll probably, I need to like, I think I need to like sit down and really think about how I transition from our episodes into actual games. I'm sure there's a lot of thought that goes into actually designing stuff because you do need to pull a lot of like concrete stat blocks, a lot of like, fail safes for like getting people to go to a certain place yeah and i'm not like verbally like skilled in like giving out like my thoughts usually on the fly sure i would argue most people are not yeah but like specifically with like what i do i don't know how to articulate it out Um, i guess it's not a good thing to say on a podcast (laughs) to be like yeah fuck it man most people aren't good at talking Uh, you listen to us for some reason (laughs) but yeah like i'll I think we, if we want to do something like this for another episode, we could probably do it as another extra, and then I'll have thought about it and be ready for it. I think it would be, yeah, yeah. I mean, either way, I think it's it's nice to just periodically kind of have like a check in, like, hey, I ran this uh, episode we did, mm-hmm. and here's how it turned out. I think that's like a nice little just sanity check every once in a while. Yeah, and I honestly, pers- like personally, I don't believe you need so many rails for your players. I think if they're regular human beings, they'll stick to the clear quest line because it's presented in front of them and if they want to go wild see where their wildness takes you because mm-hmm. you have a lot of time 
and then see if you can move the quest line in front of them. Maybe you can reshape it to be something that they are interested in. Sometimes the most fun one shots I've ran, or just like uh, campaign sessions, is like, here's what I wanted to do, but then they decided to do something completely different, and it turned out much funnier. Right, right. So yep. that's that. Yeah, I mean, everybody's sort of home setup is different. Yep, yep, yep. And I mean, I also am more, I don't want to say practice, but I do a lot of improv on the side, and like, that's the thing I like to do. So. Yeah. That's also the style I go with. I know not everyone has that particular flavor of DM that they want to do. So, you know, this is just me, but, you know, I like it. Let's circle back to, like, the original point of this episode, which was to do, like, a kind of recap of the podcast that we've done and, like, yep. your feeling of it and where you wanted to take it in the future. So let's start off with, like, um, I guess we'll just start from the beginning. Like, what were your, like, what, did you have, like, a particular episode you really liked? Man, that's a tough question, not because I feel very strongly about a lot of episodes, it's because I don't remember anything that I say on the show. But things that stick out to me particularly, just kind of like, in like a very, on a very macro scale, um, definitely just the ones that made me laugh the most were probably if I were to rate them. I laughed out loud several times during the most recent Richard episode. <laughs> nice. Uh, I laughed out loud a lot. It sound I sound crazy being like, yes, I was listening to myself talk. And <laughs> I laughed out loud several times at my own jokes. But um, the second funniest one that I, on listening back to, that I enjoyed the most was probably um, the Elsa versus the Undertaker one. Yep. Um, so, so basically just like all of the very like free form kind of just like run with a very vague idea. Yeah. I personally like that you tell me that you laugh out loud to the episodes because I also laugh when I'm editing these episodes. Yeah. That also makes me very relieved because then I don't sound like an insane person. Yeah. Like just a hyper narcissist. Right. But oh. it's because it's literally because I don't remember me saying this stuff. And then I'm like, oh, wow, that's a very funny thing to say. Yeah. And you get a fresh eyes after listening to the edited to see like if you like it or not. And I'm glad you enjoy it so much and right. what we make. Because I do think what we make is generally pretty funny and somewhat useful for people, but mostly funny for us and our yeah. friends. I mean, if you consider, like, just what a podcast is, most people are just going to be, like, you know, listening while doing something else. Yeah, working or, out, folding laundry, or whatever. Yeah, trying to, you know, fill the silence during a drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think this is kind of the perfect way of just kind of being like, hey, here's some background noise that you can sometimes tune into to hear a joke or to hear, like, a weird idea that might give you some inspiration. Yeah, or, yeah. like, a random DM tip here if you're interested in that. But right. mainly just, like, hopefully you enjoy listening and have a good time and we make your day feel a little bit brighter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I do like the fact that you like the Freeform episodes, like the Elsa and the Undertaker and the Richard episode particularly. Right, right. Um, from my standpoint, I think my favorite episode would be, like, I, the very first episode we did, the Severance one. Yeah, I thought like because well, I guess some of my favorite episodes are the ones where like you're kind of telling me about like something you really know, like the games, like the Resident Evil ones, right? Or the Monster Hunter ones. Although they are like more like dense in like game knowledge, yes. I think they're super fun to listen to because it's like, oh, I get to learn about Resident Evil in this whole new way, and like all these whack ass rooms. That's kind of another thing that is just kind of like it's the nature of podcasting, right? Like mm -hmm. you listen to something because you are interested to hear something or learn something new. Um, but also ties into the fact that these episodes are enjoyable because it's something that one of us is particularly knowledgeable about. Mm. Knowledgeable about. It's not necessarily a factual statement because I probably said a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> True. But but like compared to someone who just has like layman's knowledge of something like these sorts of like games and topics are things that we are like typically more into than other people. 
Yeah, to an yeah. extent, at least. So at it least, makes it easier to talk about For it. sure. And at least for the current listener population, yes, for sure. Yes, yes. All of my friends are fucking idiots. So <laughs> I can just talk about whatever shit I want. And I generally enjoy it. So that's great. Um, But yeah, it makes podcast recording much more interesting. And I usually get something out of it, which is great. Moving forward, is there anything you would like to see differently with how we're doing our podcasts? Definitely. So having just recorded this, I think it's... I do actually like it a lot to just kind of run through um, like how your personal DMing experience goes. I think that's like having listened to it personally. I think that's something that is pretty interesting. Like it's kind of the converse of like, let's explain a game or a show that we're really into. And then the other person will comment on it. It's kind of like, you know, I will explain this thing that I literally did. And then there's because there's like there's a lot of sort of insight to gleam off of it. And I think that really plays into the whole like, if possible, I'd like to give DM tips because it's literally like an episode that is just that, except it contextualizes it, right? It's like, hey, here's this story. Here's how it ended up going. And then here's what I would have done differently. Here's what went well. And I think that is probably the perfect vessel for doing the very thing that you want to do. Okay, yeah, yeah. We'll have to figure out how to set that up in the future. I think it just... For me, I don't think my DM style is anything interesting, nor have I done anything notable. But so that's I, kind of just, that is the nature of the show, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, people wouldn't listen to it otherwise. Yeah, yeah. If there wasn't, like, some knowledge to gleam about being a DM. Yeah, I just, I, I guess for me, it's just like, one, there's like a su- subtle level of imposter syndrome there. And sure, two, sure, sure. it's like, the conversation, the podcast doesn't really lead me into providing that knowledge as often. Because usually when we're talking, it's like, we're either talking about the story or the hook, and then we go off on a tangent, and it's funny because you make some hilarious joke, well, and I'm laughing my ass off. Definitely subconsciously, you are, I mean, sort of just like uh, passively, you're already sort of providing that knowledge, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Because, yeah. because you're kind of being like, hey, here's the setup, here's how it went, here's what the players did, and then already from there, you're like, hmm, okay, I can use this person's experience to kind of anticipate what people might do if i set up something similar Mm -hmm. yeah so i think yeah it's it's just it's another one of those things where maybe this is a lot more common Mm -hmm. than the original concept of the show which is dms giving dm advice slash dm experience versus just straight up like actively listening to a dm design something which is Mm -hmm. what we were doing yes kind of kind of for the most part you you could listen to it passively and then maybe think that's what we were doing yes um but yeah no i think uh either like not even as a full episode maybe just as like a mini corner or something maybe mm-hmm. just like once a season um yeah i think it's i think it would be i think it would be fun yeah for sure for sure we can definitely work that in yeah and i'll just have to take notes on my thought process going into it that's true. yeah it's a little more work for you because you definitely need to do a lot more digging it's like soul searching um, you know yes okay. yes yes i'll just i'll try to stand up about it and call it a day no i'm kidding <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. That's another thing that... Oh, I forgot we were doing that so much when we went to Seattle. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, writing jokes. Yeah. Maybe we should write jokes on this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we should. It's so fucking boring just being like, okay, well, what if we said that? No, that's yeah, not funny. Yeah. Is that prompt funny? Is this punchline work? Can we punch yeah, it up yeah. in any way? It's no. literally, like, the worst part of this show, which is, is that interesting? But then it's made even worse because it's, like, even more subjective where it's like, is that funny? Yeah, I think that's the thing I had to, like, better learn when we were doing an episode together, which is, does this seem interesting, and when does it matter if it's interesting? Because I had to, like, really, like, because as a DM, when I make it myself, or when I'm making stuff with, like, Richard, I'm pretty quick to just go, 
fuck it. It doesn't sound interesting right at this moment, but when I give it to these players, I know they'll turn into magic. But for some reason on this podcast, I've been like, I don't know if it's like I've just been sucked in this wormhole of like, does this sound interesting? (laughs) But we'll have like 30 minute discussions on like, does this seem interesting? And I'm like, I have to like, kind of like, it's okay. We can move forward from this. Yeah, yeah. I So, yeah, this, this is, I think this is an interesting topic. So, um, the first time this happened was during the uh, crab attack episode. Yes. Where I think we actually had to cut a lot of it. But there mm-hmm. was a lot of me just kind of going like, man, uh, the, the reveal at the end isn't interesting enough. Like, because I was imagining something like very, like, grandiose. Mm-hmm. So... To me, like, my personal thought process through that was, like, I don't feel like it's good enough unless I look at it and I'm like, oh, that would be a sick reveal. Mm -hmm. Like, if I was playing in that campaign and it was like, what is down in that cave? You know, what's down in that cave at the bottom of the ocean? Because that's already, like, a very kind of big idea, right? Like, it it takes up a lot of space, so to speak. Like, if you're as like a mystery right because mm-hmm. you're like wow what could that possibly be yeah um and so like from the from the design side it's it's very much feels like if i don't create something that even to me feels like very sudden and twisty then uh to the players it probably will feel like similarly unimpactful but that's but know, that's, that's not necessarily true that's not necessarily true right because we're coming from it knowing what the feeling is and they don't get the experience of going through the game step by step and feeling the dread of traveling down there right and what finally does show up which is what we kind of have to get into our heads again is that like once we bring it to the table it's gonna be a different story kind of like writing jokes it's like oh yeah you may write a joke and like punch it up and like maybe it seems kind of funny or maybe like you think it might work but at the end of the day you have to test it on someone to see if it actually does work yeah who's never heard of it i think the fundamental fundamental difference between like creating something that is a mystery versus something that is a joke is like as as someone writing a joke you have the same context of like is this funny or not as mm-hmm. the listener but as a designer of like a horror story you have the full context of the story whereas as a listener or as a viewer you like that the experience in itself is what is kind of like building tension and building mystery because you know nothing mm-hmm. um so yeah, maybe maybe what is sort of missing from this podcast is like the the occasional player perspective that kind of like roots us. Yeah, cause it's very hard to do that because the original premise of this podcast was to be one dungeon master, one player. True. Yeah, but I think I've, I mean, like I don't DM, but I think I definitely embody more of like a design role. It's it, it it's not even just like it's not even just you though. Like when I was doing this with Josh, that was also a big issue because although I like the podcast may be structured to be like here's a player, here's a DM. Yeah. W- when you're creating a story, you do start thinking as a designer and yeah, creating yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, you have to, right? Otherwise, I mean, um, like the only way that would not be the case is if like you being the DM designed everything. Yeah, and then just told me about it, and I and I I don't know, like I grunted in approval or disapproval. <laughs> yeah, so my, I guess like my thought process was like, oh, he, again, like doing those scene bits is like here we have the player side. Like, what would you do true, if you true, were running true. into this hook? And yeah, that's what yeah. I wanted to bring out originally. But I don't want to say it's a failure, but it's a failure because both time I try to introduce that aspect, neither of the um, co-hosts has been able to 
emulate that aspect. And this yeah, is not the fault yeah. of anyone in any way. It's just difficult to do. Right, right. No, I've, I've definitely caught on to the fact that you were like, hey, let's try role-playing this. But yeah, for me, I mean, I don't have like improv experience or anything. So mm. there's definitely a sense of like... <laughs> you just like throw out the most wildest shit when we play D&D. So I'd yeah. say yes. Well, it, it's a lot of like... I mean, it's also because like we're recording this, right? So mm. there's, there's this certain Stigma. tension. Okay, there you go. To like being able to freely speak, I mean, there shouldn't be, but no, you know, there shouldn't be. you're. I mean, like in the back of your head, you're kind of worrying, like, okay, am I gonna look stupid? Even though I do look stupid yeah, on this podcast I mean, all the time. To be fair, like right now, we're in my bedroom with a bunch of plushies around to like dampen the sound and two boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Stupid. But I mean, like you know, people are gonna hear this, so it's like there is a certain kind of like uh, people as in our friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who we are stupid in front but of you're, all you're, the time. I mean, it's, it's gonna be immortalized. In yeah, the, um, in the internet world. Yeah. Shoutouts to Mega Man Battle Network. Mm-hmm, thank you. Thank um, you. So, but yeah, I, and I mean, I'm not saying that that's like a huge problem for me all the time, but mm-hmm. especially early on, it was like, I like my first instinct was always like, hmm, okay, to embody a character in this situation, I feel like I would need more context. So that's mm-hmm. kind of always what I did, right? I was mm-hmm. like, okay, before we do that, can we talk more about, you know, like this character or this setting? Yeah, so so that's was kind of how I deflected. Yeah, is what I'm trying to explain. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I think that's a lot of problems with it, and I should have kind of realized that as well. Because me coming from like more improv background at this point is just like I just go up on stage and like I have to make a character. I have to figure out the sure, who, what, sure. where, why within like three seconds. I think. Um. I mean, I love the concept, right? Mm-hmm. Like even you know in those early episodes when you would try to like initiate something. In the moment, I'm like, yeah, this sounds really fun. But then my gut reaction or like my first instinct is like, oh, I don't know enough to like make this interesting. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is the same issue. But yeah, um, I think like if we kind of isolated it and then maybe made it like a, um, what do you call it? Like a mini corner or something mm-hmm. where we're like, hey, let's set some time aside and then let's just straight up design NPCs. Kind of like what we did in the Kroger episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if we were just like, let's design some NPCs. And then you be this guy, or I'll be this guy, you be the player, and then we'll act out, like, what might go on here so that we can flesh out his character or something. What do you think about just having, like, a pocket, like, player character two or three that to call That sounds funny on? as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe we could do that for future episodes. We'll d- you can design a couple player characters for D&D 5e of, like, maybe different classes, and then you'd be like, right. I will take this one into this scenario. I think, I think what will happen is... Um, I think it would be really funny to just kind of like every episode that we do this, it kind of builds the continuity of my character. So mm-hmm. it starts out as just a blank slate, but then it just like improvs and suddenly he's like a baron or something. Okay. And, you know, yeah. and then it just like kind and of like he, escalates. And he lives in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Another weird shout out to a friend of ours. Um, who is he married? Maybe he's not married. We don't he? know. I don't think so. No, it's just a callback to our friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, married. yeah. For sure. Um, right. But yeah, no, no, that sounds fun. Well, yeah, that's another thing that we we should definitely try to incorporate. Yeah, let's do like a character build corner and it will kind of be like kind of like doing a zero session where we're kind of like discussing like what their uh, goals are and who they are and where they come from, yada, yada, yada. And also just just try and like focus more on doing more NPCs in general. I think that's one thing that is really missing from this podcast is because like it's just too difficult to transition from like, okay, here's the overall story arc and it already takes us like an hour to kind of like get to a point where we're satisfied with the outline of the story. With 50 minutes of tangents in between. <laughs> right, exactly. And also satisfied with just talking about dumb bullshit that we're interested in. Yeah. Um, and then to to then pivot into being like, okay, let's fill this specific scene mm-hmm. with some NPCs. It just 
is like too dramatic of a shift in tone and also like too dramatic of a shift in like mind space mm-hmm. for me to be able to do that consistently. But I think if we kind of like try and incorporate it more in like a more involved way as we design the overall storyline, then maybe I think the way we did the Kroger episode wasn't bad. Like we're just right like, to just be like, goal? hey, let's just let's design the setting and mm-hmm. then fill it with NPCs. Yeah, I think I think that worked out really well. Yeah, and then just quickly like like i don't want to say quickly but like we had the adventure hook starting off and like okay we know what they're doing we know what the ending is right now let's flush out the in-between but it kind of depends on how i guess each episode evolves but it's definitely something i can keep in mind to see if we can guide ourselves that way right um which i i guess is a question for you like do you when we're recording do you ever feel like you're being dragged along for a ride or do you feel like it's the opposite um it you know i was gonna say it goes both ways but it really doesn't and i think it's because i refuse to be pulled along <laughs> yeah. like thinking thinking back to it like I, I feel like there's a lot of times when you are like hey let's what about this and then i'm immediately just like i either like riff off of it and yeah. i'm like oh what if we tweaked it and made it like this and then you usually agree um and then sometimes you're just like hey let's do it like this and i'm like no i have a different idea and then you <laughs> agree with me and i don't agree with you <laughs> i don't think that happens as much as you think okay i it well yeah, but I think the the dynamic for me, it feels very much like um, you pitch me. It's like I'm kind of like your Shark Tank guy. Yeah. And you pitch me ideas. Like, I've said this before on the podcast where literally I'm like, it, well, it was the, the Elsa, the Frozen episode, mm-hmm. where I'm literally like, if you can sell me on your idea, <laughs> then I will yes and you. Yes. But if you don't, then I'm going to come up with something on my own. Okay. Um. Which is how I feel the whole podcast kind of plays out as, where it's like, uh, and I guess I am kind of like your Richard in this sense, where it's like, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm kind of just like your, like, does this sound too insane or does it sound too wacky? Yep. And if it does, then I'll usually be like, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Which I think is good. Um, I think with the Elsa and the Undertaker episode in particular, what was good is that although we didn't go off the deep end into SummerSlam, yeah. we did incorporate some of that stuff back in in different ways, which still made it very interesting. And I think you just unconsciously would be like, oh, these are cool ideas. I'm yes. going to take them and then yes, yeah. make no, no, them. No, no, it wasn't even unconsciously. It was it was fully consciously. Okay, and cool. I think that episode actually has a really interesting dynamic. And I, this is a kind of maybe a fun peek behind the screen for you guys, um, where my thought process was like, it's actually really interesting just hearing about wwe lore mm-hmm. um which kind of you know it's it calls back to the fact that just listening to somebody talk about something is generally interesting if oh, they're yeah. interested in it mm-hmm. um so so it was this combination of like i want to hear more and i want to know the story of frozen and i want to know how this is all going to come together um so like it was a lot of like okay i'm just going to listen to you talk about stuff and i, I prompted you to explain stuff mm-hmm. um and then it, I was kind of just, like, teetering on the precipice of, like, this is too stupid mm-hmm. for me to engage with it at all. But, it, like, it didn't really reach that point yet. Okay. Um, But, it, like, it, the breaking point was when it was, like, okay, it's going to be Elsa and she's going to be wrestling wrestlers. Yeah. And at that point, I was just, like, I can't engage with this. I'm going to cut you off right there, bro. Okay. Um, but, no, fair. like, it it was this really interesting dynamic where, like, I was genuinely interested to see where it was going to go mm-hmm. and I was able to kind of engage with it and add my own ideas and pull from your ideas. But when it did get to the point where it was like, I think that is like, that's just too far removed from what I know or mm-hmm. like what I have experienced to even be able to like riff off of. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think like 
all of our episodes are basically that dynamic, but just like tuned down several levels, like from an 11 to a six, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, I have enough shared, we like we have enough shared context for this topic or yep. for this thing that you can say whatever you want. And I will either say like, yeah, but yes, but instead of yes, and yeah, yeah. or or just kind of like, you know, we run with it and then we, we build off of that. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, kind of uh, maybe just interesting food for thought for future episodes where um, maybe we just have to get really out there with uh, with topics. Yeah, I think whenever, like, I'm bringing topics in, as long as it's interesting to you, it'll it'll make the uh, episodes fly a lot better, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. When, the, when there's a lot more kind of just, like, mental juices flowing. Then, yeah, plus yeah. I think doing the improv exercise at the beginning of each podcast has helped us a lot. Get- yeah into yeah. conversation space and a higher energy level for um, sure because there's definitely been a few episodes where we went into it i could feel the energy just kind of like super low because we just had like a really heavy discussion and i was like oh yeah Shit. yeah yeah definitely definitely yeah. i think um there's also it, it's it's interesting kind of just going back to like talking about uh what it's like doing a podcast in general like it's funny how you can you can really viscerally feel your own kind of like tension levels mm-hmm. and you're like you're so much more aware of like oh man i can't think of like funny or interesting stuff to say and it must be like my mood or like my energy levels or maybe i'm just tired mm-hmm. but like it it's funny because it reminds me of um i used to play literally the person you brought up earlier baron who lives in canada which is maybe is doxing him too much for, nah, his, for his tastes but um because baron is a pretty unique name in terms of people living in Canada. Yeah, but they don't know how to spell it. They don't know how many R's are in it. True, yeah. I mean, he could be living in Summoner's Rift for all we know. <laughs> Another great League reference. Nailed it. Um, uh. But, like, it's funny because, like, you know how when, you know, we're, we're all gamers. And when you're gaming with your bros and it's, like, 3 a.m. And you're, like, super tired, but you don't want to go to sleep or, like, you don't want to stop playing games. And so, like, your kind of, like, your mind's... Uh, like defense mechanism it's like natural reflex is to just like latch onto one very dumb joke Mm -hmm. and then repeat it after anything (laughs) someone says to you and so what me and baron would often do is just kind of like somebody says something and then the other person responds yeah your face is blank (laughs) and like and then like as you're saying like you can't stop yourself you're like you're like you're like strangling your your (laughs) spinal cord being like shut the fuck up don't fucking say it and then your mouth is just like yeah your face is that and it's like it's like this weird sort of like extremely cognizant moment of delirium where you're like i don't want to do this but i i feel like i have to because Mm. it's like otherwise i would just be silent and i don't want that (laughs) um so it's like it's it's interesting like recording something and feeling like you need to fill air but then you're you're really aware of like when you're not kind of like at your peak yeah yeah which i i think like i don't i i know when i'm not at my peak because i can feel the oils on my faces coming out faces face coming out. okay interesting interesting um it's like what i don't know it's like a weird thing i notice a lot and i start touching my hair a lot so that's probably why sure um but as far as like the filling space thing, just for like a note for you and myself is that you don't have to fill air because I yeah. can edit it out. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um. But honestly, for me also, I feel like when whenever we're just like, I think maybe what we should do is start taking breaks in between our episodes or I mean, not even in between, but like during our episodes, maybe depending on, you know, how we're feeling. Yeah. Because 
if I ever get into a situation where I'm like, hey, let's like I'm gonna pause here for like twenty seconds and think of something. Yeah. I feel like it really takes my kind of like mind out of the mindset of like the kind of like whatever design space we're in. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely possible. I know we've done it once, I think with the crab episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we generally don't part of it for me and I'm not saying we shouldn't do it, is just that like I like the continuity of the thought process and the No, main, same, same. And part of like the podcast is like we're just riffing for an hour and seeing if we comes up with something. It's not a, it's okay if we don't. Like right, I want right. like I always felt like weird during like the first few seasons because like we never technically missed on making an episode, even though like it should be fine. Like there's times where you just can't have ideas and I want that to also be like to show the listeners that like failure's okay. Like sometimes you have an idea, it doesn't make sense, shelve it, come back that's to it true. later. Yeah. 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 No, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, which I think if that comes up for you like, if you want to do a break and come back, we can do that style as well. But I do want to have those moments where, like, man, we hit a tipping point. Fuck, I don't know. Call it a day. I think that happened kind of in, what was the episode? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it's a feeling I relate to heavily, so it's definitely happened several times already. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of times when we're recording where my mind will kind of be like, yeah, what we've designed here is, like, it feels like we've already reached a logical conclusion. Mm-hmm. And so my mind is kind of like, I don't want to dwell on this anymore. But then I feel compelled to kind of, you know, tie up some loose ends, fill things up with mechanics and stuff like that. And the episode where we really were just like, nah, I don't give a fuck was the Richard episode. And I think like that, like I I actively felt that I kind of freed up a lot of mental space to kind of just mm. like mess around with ideas and you know, yeah. make jokes and, yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting dynamic, and we'll have to kind of, like, feel it out moving forward. Yeah, and experiment with it. But, I mean, it's good to know, and it's good feedback for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, this episode just kind of became an episode about podcasting. Yeah. I mean, it, this was meant to be, like, kind of our viewers on podcasting, our experience with it. And right, stuff. on the podcast in general. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. For sure. It tracks. Um, is there anything you would like to see differently from my approach to the podcast, or, like, maybe you want, like, my style or like maybe there's like some quirk that you don't like hearing am i doing too many mouth clicks i don't know um no 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 i i thought about that for way too long um because i was i was trying to think of a joke where i would say like hey i hate this thing about you but then it just (laughs) i couldn't think of anything uh no like i i personally really like that it's just kind of i i kind of prefer to keep things on this podcast unpredictable yeah not not for like the content we make but literally for me mm-hmm. i like to come in and be like okay what's kind of like the, the quote-unquote challenge today mm-hmm. i like to joke that we're like adversarial on this podcast <laughs> but i i do kind of like having this sort of like what are you going to throw at me and how can i process that which is funny because like i just throw something at you you tell me no and i'm like yeah sure that's fine <laughs> right right but i mean that like <laughs> like to me to me um like that process is kind of you being like hey, here's an idea, play with it, right? Like, mm-hmm. meld it, um, which probably shouldn't be the case all <laughs> the time, but it is it's what it is, so. Yes, I, I think it's fun because I I like receiving ideas and then twisting them into something that can, like, maybe work or in a weird way. Like, it's like it's like a, like, we, like, I chew up an idea, I spit it to you, you chew up yeah. an idea and spit it back. Yeah, oh, man. Um, That's kind of gross, actually. No, I just... Uh, I'd like to say this in protest that Daniel has cut out my bit about Two Girls, One Cup. Anyways, moving on. I, I totally agree. Um, I think what the sort of like, here's my idea, you put your spin on it and then throw it back to me. 
what that kind of does is it creates a sort of like mental constraint or like a, a design constraint that you have to design around. Yeah. Um, so it actually makes it a lot easier to kind of be like, hey, let like, why don't we try to design something where the hook for this is this character doing this thing? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's cool about that idea? And uh, like, what other what other ideas have we already established, and how can we mesh those? Um, yeah, I, I think that's like a really fun design space. Uh, speaking on that, I think for like ideas we have established, I think we should like stake it down uh, better a bit better in the podcast because sure. I feel like there's like a lot of times we're like, oh, we, we have backtrack. a cool idea, we backtrack and like recon, which sometimes is fine, but I think at least with some of the episodes, especially the ones where we struggle, it's like. Those are the episodes where I'm like, oh, we keep backtracking the same thing, even though we had a good idea. And yeah. We're ready to go. We've yeah, agreed yeah. on it. We're like, yes. And then we're like, all right, stake it down. Let's move. There are times when my feeling during the recording is like, this is, this is like kind of, it's like very shaky, right? There's mm-hmm. not like a good foundation for the outline. I'm not really committed to any of the ideas we've put down. I don't really have a clear idea of like where we want the whole thing to end. Mm -hmm. And so for those times, and this was especially true of like the crowd episode, and I'm sure I've felt sort of similar for other episodes, although it wasn't nearly as exacerbated. But for those times, it is definitely like I am constantly pivoting back because like I don't really have like that foothold, like that Mm -hmm. design foothold, Um, which, yeah, so that's what you brought up. But um, yep. Yeah, I think like sometimes if you feel that way, definitely um, just kind of put your foot down and be like, I would prefer we kept it tethered to this idea and then we can build off of that but i think like for the most part i think that that has happened pretty naturally anyways yeah because usually i won't be willing to move on until i have something that i want to work with because that's kind of like my design process Mm. is you i have i make a foundation and then i build off of that and then i call back to that and then that is kind of like what makes the whole thing interesting for me and then I can start filling it in with other stuff and then come up with some kind of conclusion. For sure, for sure. And I've, I've noticed that as well. And usually I'm like, I have to, what I do is like, I reiterate the good idea that you've confirmed. Sure. Yeah. And then that kind of helps us keep moving. It's like, oh yeah, this is what we set. And like, okay, cool. We're building off that. Oh, yeah. Recap. Yeah. Bah, bah. Yeah. And it goes. Yeah. Which yeah. helps a lot. I think, I think for the most part, I mean, like, I feel like there's just days when I'm just feeling off. And mm-hmm. then those are the times when the podcast is just like, it's just so like, it will not take form. No matter how how many things we throw at the wall. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think I think in general, like naturally our sort of design approaches mesh pretty well. Yeah. Plus, again, I I keep going back to it, but I think having the improv games like in the beginning of the podcast really gets us in the right mood. Right. And I feel like as long as we get going right away, it tends to sail really well. Usually like the episodes where like I can feel our energy draining is when we already had like a conversation for like an hour and a half and then yeah, go into it, yeah, like, yeah yeah that's yeah that's really another thing that i was thinking about is just i mean like i don't know how interesting this is to hear about just kind of like how should we change our pre-recording habits yeah to people listening but like yeah definitely like maybe jumping right into the recording or jumping into something that is more recording adjacent like mm-hmm. some kind of improv exercise uh really helps kind of because i don't know like i hate I've become the very monster that which I swore to destroy, but like, <laughs> like I, I am literally sometimes like, hmm, I should save this topic of conversation for the podcast. <laughs> and I will like literally withhold conversations because I would rather talk about it on air because I think it would like lead to like, you know, funny tangents and stuff. I actually think that's great. I, I don't, but I think that's a great idea. I should probably do it too. It, it definitely feels like a sort of like, you know how, I mean, I'm sure it feels very similar to like writing stand up jokes where it's like, 
oh, I should save this for, you know, not save it, right? Because you're going to have to like iterate on mm-hmm. it. But like you think of something funny and you're like, I'm not going to tell this to somebody. I'm going to write it down and then use it for my stand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. In some ways, for sure. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on as far as our review of our podcasting experience for this first season? Um, I say season like I'm going to separate them. I'm just going to number them from now on. Right. Well, okay. Well, since this is episode 13, um, we need to like... Well, it's a bonus episode, so it's not actually episode 13. Oh, it's a bonus episode. Yeah. I'm gonna how, put how's a... this going to come out? Um, it's going to be titled bonus episode. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Well, since it's like technically episode 13 and we didn't have... Well, we did have a season finale... But, um, like, we need to do the thing where in every anime at the end of the season, they just make up a bunch of shit that doesn't happen in the manga because they need to force in drama and character development. Mm-hmm. So why don't you be uh, my rival who also killed my dad? Okay. And then I will be a 13-year-old boy who is trying to fight you because mm-hmm. uh, you are the only obstacle that's in my way mm-hmm. to uh, accepting myself as who mm-hmm. I am. All right. All right, I'll, let me get into character. Okay. Okay, wait, let me let, let me get into character as well. You killed my dad. Your dad was a pitiful man, but it was just another Tuesday for me. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. Fucking nailed it. And scene. Cool. Good callback all the way. I don't even know if they're gonna be coincide because it's like two different episodes. Maybe is how I'm gonna edit this together. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure it out. I think everything is like tangentially pretty related. Yeah, it's um, long, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see. Uh, yeah, it is kind of perfect to just, like, do, like, a the, like, probably 40-minute uh, deep dive into the session and then cut it. Yep. We'll cool. See how that goes. Oh, yeah, let's close this out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that was our deep dive into the session slash uh, review of our first season together with the two Daniels, the D&D. Um, shout out to Josh. Thank Whoa, you for that. Whoa, wait. We make a podcast about D&D and we are D&D? Whoa. That's crazy. Yeah, our friend Josh gave us that, like, the first time we started doing this together, and he was just, like, so happy with himself. It's funny that it's actually gotten confusing to reference a, like, usually if you reference, like, a friend of yours on a podcast, it's just, like, this one-off thing that nobody has any idea about. But it's actually, like, if you listen to the podcast, like, my first instinct is, like, which Josh? Oh, right. Because yeah. we brought up two Joshes. Unless people just assume they're the same Josh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be confusing for them, for sure. Yeah, who knows? Well, if... I mean, well, one of them famously does not listen to the podcast, and one of them now has binged all of the podcast episodes. And I guess we'll see. Been messaging us on Discord, telling us, like, how we don't know certain things. Yeah, it's very funny because our friend is, like, the embodiment of that one very annoying podcast listener who, like, <laughs> listens to your show and then... It, like, calls out moments when you're just like, oh, what was the word for that? And then, like, a month later, they're like, you were thinking of satire! The word was satire, you fucking idiot! <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't tr- he doesn't do it as badly as that. He's not as, like, visceral. But... No, no, he, he gives us, like, actual thoughts about, about the bits we did, so, mm. yeah. No, no, he's... He's not like that at all. Yeah, and he's great. He's actually does give us. He's actually he's a very nice person. I think. I don't know how why I'm describing him like this. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We were trying to close out the show. I think. Yep. Yep. Uh. So yeah. Thank you for all for listening to One Shot at a Time. We are a D and D podcast. This is just something extra. Wait. We're a D. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is why we get derailed because Daniel keeps questioning what I say. Yeah. Um. But at- when I like when I when I come in really close to the mic, that's when you know I'm going to say some bullshit. <laughs> exactly. But uh, as always, you can email us any new prompts you have for us at one shot. And at feedback. A time. And feedback. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> 
it's fine. Um, you can email us any, anytime at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com with questions. But you can only email us one time. You only have one shot to email us at a time. Yes. So there's a 24 hour waiting period between emails. Yeah, you got to cool down. Right. Then you can restart your uh, dailies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, you can give us new prompts, ask us questions about DMing, ask us questions about things we've written in the past or what we do. I don't know. Just talk to us. I don't get any emails in that box. It's actually kind of lonely. Okay, you want me to start sending you emails? <laughs> you can. I, I can think... send you, like, ask yard of, like, porn and stuff. <laughs> no. <please> no. <laughs> did, did I tell you Richard actually emailed that email just to, like, say hi? <laughs> which one? Uh, uh, Richard, the one... No, no, I, I mean, which with. email? Uh, the one shot at a time cast email. Oh, he just said hi. Or hi, and then just some stuff, just to be nice. Okay, that's we cute. We like listening to your podcast. I mean, that's why he's our most valuable listener. He's, yeah. like he's our MDL. Yeah, we'll make more episodes for you, Richard, in the future. Um, hopefully you don't cringe every time you listen to it um what else oh yeah uh, our twitter is at one shot at a time i'm trying to close this out i'm sorry guys and our twitter is at one shot at a time hey what's going on you guys doing a podcast in here sorry oh, oh you're recording oh my bad my bad yeah get out of here daniel radcliffe <laughs> oh oh that's my bad <laughs> didn't realize you were recording a podcast in here i'll just fuck off then thank you sir i've well, got to go back to hogwarts <laughs> don't forget your bevy um what <laughs> isn't that australian i'm from london do they say that in london that's a good question. I thought they both have a queen. Things that end in like e, like like when you when you're talking about like Bobby. No, but that's not actually okay. Well, now my accent is kind of drifting into Australian, <laughs> which isn't great. And then I'm like kind of mid switching into it when I'm hey, trying anyways, not to. I can tell that from how long this bit is going on that you guys are probably going to have trouble closing out your podcast. So I'll just let you get back to it. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Later. All right. Have a good day. Check out my cool movie about. Um, guns for hands. Yeah, guns for hands. Yeah, alright. Alright. Drive safe. All right. With your gun hands. <laughs> alright, and scene? Holy shit, was that Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, it was. Are you still trying to close out this podcast? I am trying to close Holy it. Holy shit, man. Okay. So let's get back to it. So, uh, you can give us a five-star review on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. It really helps us out. Thank you for doing that if you do. Tell your friends about it. Yeah, as always, we don't use any money to pr- promote this podcast, so... If you can let your friends know that it's a D&D podcast most of the time, and there's two Daniels talking about it, uh, it'd be great. And sometimes three Daniels. Sometimes we literally have Daniel Radcliffe on the podcast, and it's such an honor. Yeah. I wonder if we're going to have... No, I'll... The I'll move... Okay, so new goal. The Patreon stretch goal. If we can get 5,000... Well, actually, this doesn't even make sense, because even if we got 5,000 followers, I really doubt Daniel Radcliffe would be coming, would be willing to fly out to Arizona and record in this in this room full of plushies. <laughs> Maybe. A show that he's not even tangentially related to. Honestly, he seems pretty cool. He might do it. True, true. Yeah. He's been in weirder stuff, for sure. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean... Uh... Email us, tweet at us, tell your friends, rate us, and go punch a vehicle. <laughs>